Hello everyone and welcome to the Green Witch Podcast. I am your host, Ash Meadows. Today is the perfect day to be talking about our Wheel of the Year segment, uh, discussing Samhain because it is cold and dreary and rainy here in New England. So it's giving all that kind of cozy, snuggly fall vibes and (laughs) it just seems like the perfect day to talk about it and record. So here we are. So again, we are talking about Samhain. I am reintroducing our Wheel of the Year, starting with Samhain, also known as the Witch's New Year. You will hear some repeat information compared to the last one and some new tidbits as well, and especially in the lore section. Um, really excited to share some new information that I found. Samhain is normally celebrated on October 31st in the Northern Hemisphere and May 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. As we mentioned before, this is also known as the Witch's New Year. Some other names that Samhain goes by are November Eve, the Feast of the Dead, Feast of Apples, Hallows Eve, All Hallows Eve, Halloween, Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos, Old Halomas in the Celtic tradition, Shadowfest in the Strage, All Saints Day, Last Harvest, and Third Harvest. Some lore associated with Samhain is that this is a time where the sun god and the earth fall into the slumber as the nights lengthen and winter begins. This is the last of the harvest time of the three harvest of the Sabbaths, and this is a time of sacrifice and reflection. This is also a time where livestock were slaughtered for the winter months and any crops that weren't harvested before Samhain were left as an offering to the nature spirits. This is one of two spirit nights, the other being Beltane. And this is where the laws of space and time are temporarily suspended and the veil between the waking and spirit world is temporarily lifted. This is a time to study and reflect on the dark mysteries, honoring the dark mother and father, and practicing your divination skills. If you choose to honor any dark deities, here are a few that you can include in your rituals. Any psycho chump, all ancestor spirits, Hecate, Hel, Ananan, Macha, Mari, Psyche, Ishtar, Lilith, Lemoragain, Rhiannon, Caradwin, Erewhon, Hades, Mananan, Persephone, Demeter, Hermes, and Dionysus. In traditional Celtic lore, food would be left on altars and on doorsteps for the wandering dead, and single candles would be lit and placed in the window to help guide loved ones and ancestors home. Extra chairs would be placed at the tables and by the hearth for ancestral guests. Some other traditions include burying apples on roadsides and on paths for spirits who are lost and have no descendants to provide for them. Turnips were also hollowed out and carved to look like protective spirits. This is where we get the modern day jack-o'-lantern. The Fae are also very active on Samhain. 
and some lore says that traveling after dark was not advised. Folks would dress like ghosts in all white, would wear disguises made from straw, and even dressed in the opposite gender to fool the fae when traveling at night. Bonfires would be lit, and they would sometimes be called bone fires, as people would throw bones into the flames after feasts as offerings for healthy and plentiful livestock. So let's talk about ways that we can celebrate Samhain. You can set up an ancestral altar if you don't already have one. You can use pictures of the deceased or items that you may have that were heirlooms that they may have belonged to them or any sort of reminder of them. So for example, if you don't have any pictures or heirlooms, you can use symbols such as um, maybe they had a favorite treat that they enjoyed or something that looks like a heirloom that they may have had. It doesn't have to be exactly one that they have carried, but a representation of them if you don't have anything else is great. And I also recommend that whatever meal that you prepare for Samhain to leave a plate outside as an offering for them and be sure to include some sort of beverage as well. If an ancestral practice is something that you are thinking of getting into, a really good tradition to include is leaving fresh water for your ancestors on a regular basis. Um, Some people say daily, some people every say every couple days or weekly, um, whatever works for you and your schedule, as long as the water is regularly replaced and it is done so before getting dried out or kind of scuzzy looking. So something to keep in mind if that is a tradition you'd like to follow. So some ways that you could decorate your altar space, you can include fruit, grains, flowers of the season, apples, pumpkin, squash, marigolds, mums, basically think fall, um, your traditional kind of Halloween tones. Uh, Symbols for Samhain are gourds, apples, black cats, jack-o'-lanterns, and the besom. You can use stones of aquamarine, jet, and obsidian. Color association for Samhain are black, orange, white, silver, and gold. A really important fruit of the season is the pomegranate. We learn about pomegranates being a representation of the underworld in the story of the Greek goddess Persephone and the god Hades. Persephone consumed the food of the underworld being the pomegranate seed and could no longer return except once a year in the springtime. So speaking of pomegranate seeds, this can be quite challenging to remove them from the skin of the fruit. So for easy removal, you can cut the top portion of the pomegranate, which kind of looks at that little flowered part where the stem would be attached to the fruit. Cut that part off and then score the sides. Typically, it's easier to kind of score them along the rind where the veins are inside, but you can do them in fewer spots if that's easier for you. So once the fruit is scored, you would break open the fruit with your hands over a large bowl filled with cold water, and you can place those pieces into the cold water and gently, using your hands, break the seeds from the skin. Uh, The cold water definitely helps breaking 
the seeds off from the skin and helps prevent staining that could occur from the seeds. This is where you would sit in silence and eat your meal without speaking uh, to allow the ancestors to come and speak with you. As always, remember to leave a place setting for your ancestors' arrival, being a chair, a place setting, and food. And another important factor to remember is that you should dish and serve drink to your ancestors first, as they are the guest of honor. So speaking of foods and beverages, Traditional foods are root vegetables, beets, turnips, even corn dishes. I've heard of a lot of people making cornbread on Selwyn. Squash and pumpkin dishes are also very popular. And believe it or not, gingerbread can also be baked during this time um, because traditionally in lore, they would bake gingerbread and bury it into the ground as an offering to the ancestors so that they can be nourished on their travels to the Summerlands. Apples can be buried as well, as we mentioned before. Um, mold cider and wine, or even mead, are great beverage options. This is a time of year where I make my fall sangria. So to make said sangria, if you choose to consume uh, adult beverages, you would take one cup of caramel-flavored vodka, one 750-milliliter bottle of dry white wine, apple cider, cinnamon sticks, and fresh apples. I like to soak the cinnamon sticks and the apples into the vodka and wine overnight, and then add the cider two to three hours before serving, and always chilled. You can also just pour some of the alcohol mixture and then include as much cider as you want, depending on your flavor, tastes. Um, I've done that as well. Um, you know, because especially if you don't have room to store, store a big pitcher in the fridge or something like that, sometimes it's easier to keep it small. So whatever works best for you and whatever tastes best for you. So cheers and enjoy. And for herbs, traditional herbs are allspice, calendula, catnip, chrysanthemum, deadly nightshade, hazel, heliotrope, mandrake, mint, mugwort, nutmeg, oak leaf, sage, straw, thistle, wormwood, and cinnamon. Other traditional food and drink are ales, apples, any sort of meats being this is the harvest of the slaughter, cakes for the dead or pan de muerte, cider, cranberry muffins, gourds, grains, mulled wines, gingerbread as we mentioned, and colchinin. As always, if you can, try to support local farms, orchards, and other local stores for your Samhain ritual needs. And Samhain is also a time that I really enjoy making my own incense. For Samhain in particular, I like to take equal parts of chopped cinnamon sticks, whole allspice, clove, and nutmeg into a mortar and pestle. And as I start grinding the herbs together, I set the intentions of the offerings to be for my ancestors and how humbled and honored I am to have them in my life. And you can use these over a fire or even over lit charcoal. Um, 
speaking of charcoal and incense, this can cause a lot of smoke. So if you are inside, make sure you are well ventilated. I have set my smoke alarm off many times using this method. Um, I have learned how to properly ventilate my space since then, but you know, just keep that in mind with any burning items in your home. The other thing to mention is to actually use the discs meant for, typically you see them for kind of hookahs and things like that, or you find them in medical, metaphysical shops or things like that. Don't use grilled charcoal because those have uh, chemicals that you don't want to inhale and have them in your home. So words to the wise there as well. So let's talk about Samhain 2023 astrology. So the moon will be in Gemini this Samhain and Mercury is the ruler of Gemini and this will be in Scorpio and the sun and Mars will be in Scorpio as well. And Mercury is the winged god, a messenger god of the Roman pantheon and this will aid when communicating with our ancestors. And with these planets all being in Scorpio, this can be a good time to deep dive into something new, especially something you are passionate about. The sun arrives in Scorpio on October 23rd, and being that Scorpio is a water sign, emotions will run deep. Conversations could have a more serious tone, but with this, it'll allow us to deep dive into that creativity we mentioned. The moon will be full on October 28th with a partial lunar eclipse and will be in the sign of Taurus. This moon is also referred to as the full hunter's moon or blood moon. And you can use this Taurus energy to s slow the fuck down and lay a solid foundation for yourself. The dark moon will be on November 13th, and it will be in Scorpio as well. This is a time to ask yourself, what can I let go of to make room for something new? As we know, the new moon is a time where we plant the seeds for change. This is the time to rid yourself of old habits so that you can make room for new opportunities. And with Scorpio being very present during this time, let's talk about sex. Be passionate. Be playful. Enjoy your partner, partners, and even yourself. With consent, of course. Thank you all for joining me today on our Sawen episode 2023. I look forward to our next episode. If you have questions, any other inquiries, or would like to be on the podcast, please email thegreenwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and follow on all of our listening platforms. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at The Green Witch Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. I look forward to the next one. Blessed be.